0: Welcome to No Concessions, your favorite movie podcast uh, about movies. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite movie podcast. I didn't, I don't even remember what it used to be. Uh, your favorite movie podcast that covers talks about your favorite or least favorite movies. I don't know. It's been a while. Anyway, thanks this, for listening. This Goodbye. is the
1: new season two opener. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I this hope you like it.
0: Season two. We're going to be operating in seasons going forward. Anyway, hi, everyone. I'm Denzel i'm charlie and i'm charles there's a difference now i'm not calling them both charles We're making the distinction for convenience yes exactly and also because that's actually what charlie prefers to be called but it was exactly. funnier the first time around first time not the 30 episodes since then <laughs> this week's subgenre is are there one or two ends in the title of this movie <laughs> We, and it's funny that it's called this. I just realized because the movie uh, palindrome runs back and forth. Yeah. Right. The movie is supposed to be palindromatic. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. We're This week we're reviewing Tenet, uh, the Christopher Nolan film. Uh, and after that, we've got our titular segment, No Concessions, where we talk about our favorite or least favorite movies. Uh, but first, we've got an opening segment with the boys. Uh, let's just go around in a circle, talk about how we've been, how we, uh, how things have been going for us. And you'll have to excuse the background noise. My apartment is unseasonable. Actually, it's, it's seasonably hot. Yeah, it's exactly where it should be this time of year. So anyway, let's go. Hi, howdy doody, Charlie. What's up? What you been up to? How you been? Hello?
1: I think I'm exactly where I was when we last left off, just doing house renovations nonstop Although, I have started getting into cryptocurrency, you guys. (laughs) So even though I haven't returned to the office yet, I'm still working remotely. I want that to go on as long as possible because I know that, number one, when I see people again, they're going to be like, oh my God, that Charlie asshole is going to talk about (laughs) building fences. I do not care. And let me tell you, a year ago today, I never thought I'd be the type of person who'd care about the lumber market and how much a two
2: by four goes for yeah there's a global shortage uh i could talk about it's directly affecting my business right now
1: yeah and number two if i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about digital money which people somehow find even more annoying so i'm going to stop talking about that right
0: now. why because it's like unethical to even i don't know Source. man it's it's like uh it's like the precursor to cartoon villainy Where first you're building fences, then you're buying cryptocurrency, next thing you're doing is running around with emeralds in your pockets and starting (laughs) up payment platforms and saying that you're self-made. But gee, who
1: are you talking about?
0: I couldn't say. I don't know. Then you marry some fucking weirdo internet musician and name your child a bunch of random characters and claim that it's art or something. I don't know. I this isn't a specific example. I'm just pulling all these things out of thin air. Just following (laughs) it logically. Yeah, right? Like this is this is some people would say Denzel, Denzel, that's a slippery slope fallacy, but that's not true. No, it's not. That's not true at all. You don't know how fallacies work. I'm just going to say that. Just mm. don't buy the dog money, guys. It's too late. I already bought. I bought like $300 worth. I mean, to be fair, I'm up on the dog currency. Okay. I'm like way up. Uh,
1: unlike all my coworkers who got super into it. In the uh, work chat logs, going back into the history, there was a Dogecoin channel that was put out two days before the giant market correction so if anything the sign that the market was about to tank about 33 <laughs> percent was all the casuals talking about how it's going to the moon
0: yeah yeah i bought the other dog currency actually this is not a cryptocurrency podcast <laughs> we'll talk about it some other time charles um i'm fucking quitting my job so <laughs>
1: hell yeah finally congratulations good yeah, for you
2: just uh, just tired of being there i'm also being affected by a. Uh, The lumber market, but I mostly just hate driving as far as I do to uh, do a job. I
0: don't really like somebody pointed out something very interesting to me the other day where, uh, I, this is something that hadn't occurred to me before, but like, if you're a teenager, you're not driving big distances for work. You're finding work that's immediately in your area. And that's just something I'd never thought about before. Anyway, fun facts. Um, for me personally, uh, I just got a third job technically. And, uh, I start in two weeks, <laughs> sign an offer letter this afternoon, baby. Nice. Um, anyway, I'm just going to be working two full-time jobs and trying to keep it a secret as long <laughs> as possible. Yes. I'm doing a great job by talking about it on this podcast, which my coworker listens to. Yeah. Don't tell anybody.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so is, is this going to impact our one-on-one tutoring sessions, man? Cause Yes.
0: Yeah, oh I'm going to be, if if things go right, I'm going to be making a lot of fucking money a year. Uh, I just, I need to keep it going for like two years. I just need it for two years and see how that works out.
1: All right, I'm putting it out there right now. This is now a uh, classified ad. Anybody interested in one-on-one mm-hmm. AI tutoring, <laughs> I charge very reasonable rates. <laughs> Uh, aside from that, I lost weight last
0: year and then put it on during quarantine. We all did. It's okay. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's real disappointing, but you know, uh, last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back in the words of, uh, we all King. We all know who you're talking about. (laughs) You don't have to say the name (laughs) work life. Not doing the podcast, that's for fucking sure. (laughs) A lot of false starts in there. Thanks. If you're listening to this and you're like, holy shit, a new episode came out. It's been so long. I really miss this show. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, thanks for us staying on board. Yeah, dude. It's been a long time. Let's get into this uh opening segment. Because it's This
1: is, what, the first episode since we stopped recording during the pandemic? Yeah, Um, it's been so long that since we did Wonder Woman 1984, it's now available on Blu-ray at a store near you. Holy shit. Sponsored by Wonder Woman 1984.
0: When did that movie come out? December, I think.
1: Christmas.
0: Oh, whoa. Damn, it's been a minute. Anyway. Yeah, uh, it's just suddenly July, (laughs) (laughs) which is real fun. I wish it would be suddenly December. It's too fucking hot this is what i get for living on the fucking third floor dog in the parking lot like when i leave my apartment to go downstairs it's so much nicer it's because it's solid concrete (laughs) and the wind just shoots through it there's nowhere to retain heat hell yeah i'm just gonna set up an office down there (laughs) anyway
1: you need a place for your second job
0: yeah right i can't work two jobs in one apartment
1: no that'd be ridiculous yeah
0: and this week's opening segment is best and worst movies we watched during the pandemic. Okay. Let's start with you, Charles. Best and worst movies of the pandemic. Oh, uh,
2: worst one was uh, Batman, Death in the Family. It's uh, the choose your own adventure Batman movie that came out no. <laughs> a couple of months ago. Oh, no. It, um, so it uses the framework of uh, Under the Red Hood, the pretty solid animated film from 2011 and uses um but instead of just like up it gives you these options to like pick the decision that gets made and all of the alternate scenes are animated at a uh, lower quality than the base film so you can go through most of it And just make the same choices as as were made in the, uh... As, like, just follows the script of the original. There's, like, small divergences. It's not good. Not a single divergence is, like, interesting or fun to watch. They got all the voice cast back, except for Jensen Ackles, who voiced the adult Jason Todd in Under the Red Hood. Instead, uh, Vincent Martella, who voiced the child and teenage Jason Todd, as well as the voice of... uh, Phineas on Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) Um, He's just doing Jason at all three ages now. And uh, it's dog shit. This is not good. If you're thinking, maybe I should check out this bad movie Charles is talking about. I have HBO Max. They have all the DC movies. May as well get into it. Um, Don't. Because you can only do the Choose Your Old Adventure version of it on the DVD. (gasps) Oh no. Who even
1: buys those anymore? So,
2: I didn't know that going into it. Put it on and it's the version of it that's on HBO Max is Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent sitting in a diner. And Bruce is just telling the story of Under the Red Hood, but in like 30 minutes. That's all that's on it. It's, just, it's a 30-minute recap of the original film. Um, so what I did instead was someone put together a YouTube playlist of like, how to pick the divergent options i did that and it fucking sucks to do it that way and i'd be way more mad if i had spent 30 (laughs) dollars for the dvd (laughs) to get maybe 30 minutes more of content and it's not none of it's even good it's fucking terrible and don't watch it
1: fuck you just have to wait until the next batman movie comes out starring uh the guy from the movie robert pattinson yeah that guy March of
0: next year, baby.
2: Sweet. Yeah. I got pushed back
1: again. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, it was supposed to come out this year.
1: Oh gee, why is it not coming out this year?
2: That's nah, some bullshit.
0: Weird, weird how that happens. How about you, Charlie? What's yours?
1: Uh, so I saw a very interesting low budget sci-fi movie called coherence from like 2011 or something. It's not recent. And, The movie at face value is pretty basic. It's just six or eight people in a room talking and some weird stuff happens, parallel universes. That's not the interesting part of the movie. The more interesting like hook to it is the director wanted to make a movie with no script and uh, no...
2: hmm? Off to a good start.
1: Yeah, no script, no crew, no real plan for the movie what he did was spend about a year writing out all the major plot elements that were going to happen and then he invited his improv actor friends over to his house which is where the whole movie takes place it was shot in about five nights and each night he would give just like a note card of character motivations to each actor individually and then turn them all loose And none of the actors knew what any of the actors were going to say. So you have this very like improvisational, realistic talking over each other delivery of the entire story. And then done with like a sci-fi element of we're in a parallel universe right now. And there's another house down the road with alternate versions of us. They're going to come over and kill us. That's where the movie starts to like lose some of its uh, realism instead of Let's just stay in the house all night and we'll be fine. But if those alternate versions of ourselves are going to come over and kill us, we should go over and kill them. And hilarity ensues from there. So coherence, you should check it out.
0: Okay, nice. Michael well, to that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog, I'm not into it. Is that
2: a single point that you made that I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe that'll, it, it just, it sounds like an improv kid and his improv kid friends made a movie at their house yeah but if you if you say it's worth it
1: look given the dog shit batman movie that you just talked about putting yourself through i think you can afford to watch coherence no you're probably right
0: okay so one of the worst movies that i saw during quarantine was this movie called mile 22 And I think I may have spoken about it previously, but I just wanted to be sure that it was as bad as I thought it would be. And honestly, it was much worse. It was much worse than I remembered it because it's just like a bunch of psychotic Americans running around. I can't even remember what city they're in. It's like some Asian city, I think. And they're just like trying to get to an airport. But what do you know? They just keep dying. They They can't seem to stay alive. And it's, like, this weird um, take on, like, machismo and, like, operator culture. I don't know if either you are familiar with operators or why they call themselves that. Operators like mathematical are- mathematical operators? No, unfortunately. It's uh, people who like to do military dress-up. And it's like, they call themselves operators, but it's like military fetish. I can't say it. Still can't say it. That hasn't (laughs) changed. That Uh, word that everybody knows. Exactly. People who fetishize military culture and like these people are effectively mercenaries and in in the movie, at least they're, they're mercenaries, but in real life they're just like, hapless chuds who just wish they had the courage to join the military at some point or like wish they didn't have scoliosis or whatever disqualified them <laughs> from joining the military so they could do awful things to foreigners i don't know um anyway it's just a bunch of psychos doing psycho shit with guns and it, one thing that i realized like watching movies now is like oh this is supposed to be cool Like, the idea here is like, this is something cool that's supposed to happen, but none of the movie is cool. It's just like very weird. It's people doing weird shit being weird. I don't know. Not a fan. A movie I watched
2: actually the same day I watched that dog shit Batman movie um, was uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow. It's the most recent uh, DC animated film since they did away with that stretch of continuity uh, they were doing. And it's a it's another modern retelling of Superman's origin, but uh, fun and not, like, weirdly trying to just do the same stuff again. Um, the animation style is interesting. They do, like, the character outlines are, like, weirdly thick, but I think it works. It makes everything stand out really well. Like the colors are kind of uh like almost like a pastel y look. I don't know how to describe it. But it looks cool. It um has Lobo in it and it's I don't know man. It's I watched I watched two movies that day. One <laughs> of them was really bad and one of them I enjoyed a whole lot. And I'm glad the one I enjoyed a whole lot uh was first. Yeah. Superman Man Smart's also on HBO Max. Uh, If you like comic book movies, um, it's a good one. There's some weird moments in it, but it's overall a pretty solid film that I think, uh, more animated superhero movies should be like.
1: Well, I've got a seconds, not quite positive, not quite negative movie. Let me put it this way. It's a good movie, but given the current situation, the world finds itself in Maybe it's not the best movie for people to watch. And that is Contagion, starring Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow, which came out years and years ago. They had uh, a lot of scientific and epidemiological advisors on it to try and write a script of what would a realistic worldwide outbreak actually look like. And so you end up with a bunch of phrases that we're all too familiar with now, such as social distancing or are not value. The rate at which viruses spread uh crazy conspiracy theorists talking about how the government is making up the virus and would be good in any other situation. But when I was watching it around March of last year, it was a lot more of like a letdown of a movie than, uh, than it should have been. But on the plus side, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow dies. So like, if that's (laughs) your thing, I, I know there's a lot of hate against her for some reason, uh, that that would be a reason to check it out. Uh, my
0: next movie is Dirty Dancing, starring Kurt Russell. Nope, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> we Swayzele talked about and this, man. Jennifer Jason Lewis, I think. Lee, Jennifer, Lee, yes, that one. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a fun movie. It's actually weirdly, um, it's like it's one of those movies that holds up really well. And it's applicable across timelines. Like it's very uh oriented for the youth, youth dem. Maybe it won't be applicable to kids up tomorrow. I don't know what kids do anymore. Yeah, this, there's there's
2: maybe a like point where it's like, oh it's no longer really hits generationally. But it's holding up so far. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll see when that point is. Yeah, I liked it. It was like it's uh in in ways that like 80s movies can sometimes be very cartoonish or like uh parodies of themselves at times this movie is like completely grounded it's not like hyper unrealistic and the characters are like understandable because like i watch it and i'm like damn like that was uh was some real shit right there can't believe i just uh sat here and watched it (laughs) happy day happy day
1: Let's get the younger listeners to chime in and say what they think about dirty dancing. Yes, if, you,
0: if you're under the age of like 20, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to Charlie and Charles about it. I don't, I don't even use Twitter anymore. I retweeted something for the first time in like several months last week because somebody added
1: me, but I don't know, man, we're not, not into it. That's what it takes. Say his name three times and he will appear.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Um yeah, I guess we'll uh move into no concessions. No, that's at the end. No, sorry. This week's this week's <laughs> review is uh like riding right a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> this week's review is ten no, that's not how that works. Uh we'll we'll be back after the break. <laughs> This week's subgenre is, are there one or two ends in the title of this movie? Uh, This week we're reviewing Tenet, directed and written by Christopher Nolan, produced by Emma Thomas and Christopher Nolan, starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, Dimple Kapadia, Michael Caine, and Kenneth Branagh. I think that's it. They're weirdly high build for hell.
1: Michael Caine's in one scene. <laughs> he really and is. And his name is Michael. He wasn't trying at all. He's sitting down, too. He came hey, in on set. And he's like... We'll get to
0: it. We'll <laughs> get to it. The cinematography is by Hoyt Van Hoytema. That's an interesting name. Edited by Jennifer Lame. Music by Ludwig Goronson, which is the guy who works with Donald Glover and Childish Gambino. And this movie was released... September 3rd, 2020, with a budget of 200 million and a box office of 363.7 million. Jesus Christ. All right. Just off top, uh, everybody, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, knows that I fucking hate time travel. Time travel is bullshit. This movie is like, it takes time travel to another level
1: of fucking stupidity. It's so bad. That in and of itself is almost like worth the price of admission. But for the first time as a huge time travel fan, I finally understand how Denzel sees time travel <laughs> movies because wow, even I cannot simp for this fucking movie. <laughs> Doug, when I say like w-
0: earlier in the episode, I, I mentioned that it's Paul palindromatic. It doesn't. It doesn't even. They say the word tenant once. They say it like four times, but four only in the first like
2: twenty minutes of the movie.
0: God damn! I have tenants that I live by. What? What? What?
1: What? And well, the movie. Never mind that whole like code phrase and hand gesture they use. There's no reason for that to happen. I, I know I'm skipping ahead, but you know it's a time travel movie. We're gonna talk about the ending first, and then work our way back to the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So early on, John David Washington or the protagonist because that's his character's name. There's no, he just doesn't have a fucking name, which is so weird.
0: It's so lazy. It's what it would be doing? one thing.
2: If he just, if he just didn't have a name, what's frustrating and stupid about it is that he doesn't have, he's never addressed with a proper noun in the entire film, but there are like three conversations where they mention a protagonist, like abstractly in reference to him and uh we watched it with the captions on and any like anytime you distinguish who's talking it's protagonist is what they use for him I'm like this fucking sucks yeah <laughs> stupid as shit F- fucking dumb
1: bro. yeah but getting back to it he had the super convoluted w- way of getting inducted into the tenant group for lack of a better name just the secret organization of people fighting against oh, the son. future Was their
0: word they used it was like the program or something like that. I don't think so. Yeah, though. they say the program a couple of times.
2: It's but then it was like there are so many, there's so many vague things that they talk about. They're like not
1: well, like because they start saying the algorithm a whole bunch at that, the end of the movie. Like, that, that's where it lost me. But at the very end, there's like a whole army of soldiers who are fighting alongside the protagonist. And all I could think was. Did did all of them have to take fake suicide pills to get into this program too? Dog no, they were just referred by friends.
0: <laughs> hey man, my job's hiring. Do you want to <laughs> travel in time? <laughs> you ever uh, like I was talking to Charles earlier about this. I think the um the concept of in order to travel into the past, you have to live through it. I think that's an interesting concept rather than being able to jump from point to point.
1: Yeah, you you know, Primer did it better. And that movie sucked too. Kingdom
0: Hearts did it pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) When that was implemented into this movie, they did a real shitty job with it. To see that concept played out in the way that it did, it was really shitty. It was like a terrible, terribly executed movie.
1: Are you talking about the part inside the airport when they first reveal
0: it? All of it. All of it is terrible. And even the fact that this is my least favorite convention in any movie ever. When you're trying to explain how things work, the mechanics of your movie, and you say, don't try to understand it, or don't ask questions. Specifically in this movie, they say, don't try to understand it. You're telling the audience, "Like, don't think too hard about it. You're along for the ride. Just hang out. If you're going to do that, Then just don't have the concept, right? Don't
2: even don't even set it up. Don't have it be explained. Right. Just not explain it. Just
1: have the scientist like explainer exposition person just say, we don't know how it works. Yep. Um, Oh, no, it's um, inverted entropy. And this technology is able to send objects backwards in time, which bullet is traveling forwards or backwards. And in that fight
0: at the end of the movie, one thing that was pointed out to me specifically in the Dreamscape movie, what was that Inception? Inception. Uh, was you don't really see who they're fighting, and the same goes here. Like well, who, they're just fucking standing around. And the
2: Inception? The idea is that the people they're fighting are being generated by the person who's dreaming as a defense. Yeah,
1: yeah. They they should be like abstract, you know, quote unquote people, and not.
2: Characters, yeah, they, they straight up don't exist,
1: but
0: in that fight fight scene at the end of tenet, we don't see who's shooting at them, yeah, you see a couple dead and then you see a few milling around, yeah, but it's like what like what are we doing? There's what is all do- this shit happening? and like they fire into a building, and it's like, hold on. Who the fuck was in there? And like some of the some of the set pieces during that fight, like the building that blows up and then reverse, they, go,
2: they do it reverse and they blow up a different part first. Yeah. So
0: that it falls down.
2: Yeah. Instead that,
1: of falls over. That was just like, you could tell it was one of those executive producer notes of guys, wouldn't it be cool if we had a building simultaneously explode and reassemble itself? Done. It's so in the movie. You say that, but
0: this movie is so off the wall that it's like Hard for me to believe that that wasn't Chris Nolan's idea. I mean, the acting is fine, actually, and the cinematography. Yeah, the the is cool. are
2: actually really solid.
1: Yeah, lots of practical effects too. Yeah, a, a lot of the like bizarro forward and backward fight scenes where you have normal people. Yeah, all two of them, and they're actually they're the plural. same fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad. That's bad. That's not fun. It wasn't fun. Oh, I was going to say the opposite. You you really dug it? Well, I like those scenes just because I was thinking in the moment, seeing it the first time, how'd they film this? And then looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff on it, they actually had people rehearsing movements in reverse to make it look like they were traveling backward in time. That sucks. That
2: sounds like a college performing arts piece.
1: Yeah. You know what? It looks great it
0: doesn't though <laughs> it, it's not in a charles said this and i agree it's not exciting you watch it and it's just clunky Concept, conceptually interesting someone's
2: fighting in one direction the other person's fighting in the other direction in time that is a conceptually very interesting idea for a fight scene but to watch it play out it doesn't it's not exciting to watch like it's not a good fight scene because it's not fun like because the person going backwards seems like they're i know it's deliberate that they're kind of out of sync but the way that fight scenes work kinetically it doesn't have that and so you're like they're just like shuffling around a bunch like when he's like sliding down the hallway I'm like what the fuck is happening look that look, looks really
1: stupid and then you see it in like forward, you're like oh it looks just as stupid i already talked about my pretentious taste in the sci-fi cool. high concept movies I'll give, you, I'll give you the flip that he does off the wall
2: <laughs> that looked cool both backwards and forwards <laughs> i mean because you couldn't tell that it was supposed
0: to be in yeah, just, just someone kick flipping up a wall <laughs> yeah this, like, I would say, let's talk about the story, but what? What the fuck? The story is so simplistic. It's uh, this guy wants to destroy the planet because he's like an abusive husband and he doesn't want to let go of his wife. He has, well, he has pancreatic cancer. Oh, right, right. He has pancreatic cancer. He's a huge He's a huge dickhead. He's a billionaire who likes to beat up on his wife and like torture her for some reason, like emotionally. He's just emotionally abusive at first. And then like... Or,
2: it's contextually given to us that he's emotionally abusive, but all we see is him about to rape her on his boat, and then uh, murder her later. Those like he beats the shit out of her in that, uh, the fucking the nondescript building. Yeah, where they had for that
0: gun deal, where the turnstile is. This I just hate time travel so much. I. It, maybe
2: I don't know They're, they use this this twist of that's a person from that's like one of the people There are only four fucking characters in this movie and they twice or three times they use the twist of we don't know who that person is oh it turns out it's you from the future and when it happens in the that first scene in the airport I'm like oh that's one of them for, like, there's no way that's not one of them, because that's how this movie is setting itself up. Uh, we can't see their identity, so why would you hide their identity? They're not just, like, maybe they're, they're, like, leaning on, oh, well, all the dudes in Kiev were, like, faceless. They all had balaclavas on and goggles, so you can't see who it is, so maybe it's just some random goon. Well, it's like, well, as soon as Robert Pattinson fucking books it in the other direction to stop him from killing somebody else, you're like, oh, well, that's, that's just him. Just, it's just to avoid a paradox. And then they explain, oh, yeah, you can't come into contact with yourself. Or shit unravels. And you're like, okay, well, that's why you had to be all fucking bundled up.
1: And then they do that two also, more times. Also, that's not how it works. But I don't think Christopher Nolan thought about that too much. <laughs> there, there are a lot of half-baked Sciency concepts in this movie which make sorry. no sense. Are
0: you saying that the concept of touching yourself wouldn't create a time paradox in this wholly fictional mechanics well, they, that doesn't exist in the? They're universe? invoking
1: the anti the matter anti matter annihilation concept where if you have a particle of matter and anti matter and they converge, they're going to explode. Check out Angels and Demons if you want more information on that. Are, are you but, talking about the Dan Brown novel? Yeah.
0: The fuck? Are those like scientifically sound? No. <laughs> <laughs> So, hold on. What's the plot of Angels and Demons? Is he trying to stop something there, from like there, being antimatter? There
1: and- is an antimatter bomb that's hidden somewhere, <laughs> and Tom Hanks has to race against time to find the bomb hidden somewhere under the Vatican before it explodes.
0: You've totally just reminded me that the Da Vinci Code was so fucking popular for so long. Like, up until that movie got made that book was like one of the best-selling books it was all over the place yeah dog
1: anyway the only point they were talking about with you can't touch yourself because you're going to annihilate each other because one of you is traveling backwards in time and the other one's traveling forwards that doesn't make any sense because you're gonna have just yourself traveling backwards in time interacting with air and stuff just in the real world, well, traveling forwards in time, breathe fucking oxygen because
2: it's going in the other direction. How can you, whatever? It's, no,
1: it's the cells of you specifically that you can't touch. That's what's going to cause you to, to explode. And then they never actually showed that concept. They just said it offhandedly during one of their stupid but like exposition. It, then it, scenes. But then
2: it doesn't matter because it doesn't happen. Why would you even set that up as an idea? If, and like, cause they established that after that sequence. And so we are suppo- not supposed to know it, but it's very clearly telegraphed <laughs> that that's what's happening, that they've already come in contact with each other. Um, he fucking
1: stabs him with his lock-, his lock pick. Oh, yeah, I love that. Because then when he's traveling backwards in time, his arm bleeding. starts hurting because that's how causality works. He's getting the wound before getting stabbed, even though that doesn't make any sense yeah right so once he gets
0: stabs himself how does how does it even work how does it even work linear, linear, linearly linearly another word i can't say in a straight line because like. he's moving forwards but the wound appe- it, he should in theory have the wound in his arm already right yeah it shouldn't just appear a couple of minutes
2: before it happens but that's the same shit as the bullets yes so we were talking earlier. I was like, the bullets. So we like at various points the visual language from the f- opening scene of this movie. The visual language for the time travel stuff has already happened because it has to happen before it. Like, in order for time travel to work, it's got to ha- have happened and then unhappen or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so, and that's visually represented by bullets being in things. So it's the first example of this we see, and it's the, it's the way they explain the concepts to us is through bullets. But in order for that to be the case, based on the fact that when he when the doctor is explaining to him how it works, like, well, he's like, well, how did the bullets get in the wall? It's like, oh, I just inherited the wall and I've been pulling the bullets out of it. So that means that everywhere there was a bullet has had a bullet in it, had a bullet hole in it, because that has to have happened otherwise we can't see the bullet hole right so did those those viewing rooms Did they just always those bullet holes have just always been there or do they not appear until someone goes
0: until someone gets inverted and then how do we know which gun they're using did they send the wall and the gun that was used to fire those bullets no it was just the bullets traveling backwards yeah, so, so how do you know it if it's the only. right caliber like you fucking take this because it happened
1: me- already, man. You know what? You need to stop asking questions. <laughs> Don't try to understand it. Yeah, because it has
2: to be like with intent. Um, which she explains when he is like, "Oh, how does the bullet fall into your hand?" And he tries to do it, and it doesn't fucking
0: work. It's like, "Oh, you have to have
2: dropped it." You are like,
0: what "The fuck are you talking?" About? <laughs> like, it, it to some degree, it kind of makes sense because when he's firing the gun at the wall, he expects the gun to shoot. So, in expecting the gun to shoot. It pulls the inertia the has, back. Yeah, it has to match, not inertia. Yeah. but The entropy is, has to match the thing that happened. But Exactly.
2: What if you did that with, yeah, the caliber. What if you did it with a bigger gun?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then also, I watched that scene a couple times. The first time he shoots at the wall, or rather, like, catches the bullet from the wall, you see the casing fly from off screen into the gun. And then before he shoots, he checks the clip. It's empty. He fires once. He checks that there's a bullet in there. So was the casing just lying there, like, or for 20 years phase in where was it this whole time I, she it has given? to have always been there <laughs> was she
0: given the casings too like she got the wall the casing and the bullets and she's just like well what happens i better that's, that's, these that's a good point i better just keep these
2: all near each other. what if she had kept the what if she kept the wall in a different room than the casing right
0: It's fucking is, dumb but that sets up hold that on it has to be there they cut out the, – I watched it when it initially came out. Did it, maybe I, like, fell asleep during this at some point. But did they go through, like, a storeroom and look at a bunch of different shit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I d-
2: wasn't paying attention then. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of, like, random objects that have been inverted. Okay.
1: Cool. Cool. Just thought I'd ask. Uh, I actually saw it at a drive through theater when it came out too. the drive-in theater yeah uh, a drive-through the drive-through theater you just see a couple yeah yeah
0: do you remember the beginning of the movie when he's in the fucking
1: in the opera house in the
0: windmill oh thing? yeah wasn't that so much longer in the original version
1: it felt longer
0: dog i could have sworn there was like different periods of time that he was in there like they extended that out for a long fucking period of time and like I don't know, I, they had to at least show us
2: that he does pull ups.
0: Yeah, he climbed yeah, up f- very fifty fall. feet in the air for some reason. For whatever reason, fucking weird. And then the weird recruitment where you take this fake pill, but like at the end of the movie, fucking stuck off or whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is has the pill, but it's a fake fucking pill. So he's gonna fucking take this fake pill to fake kill himself. Yeah, would it even have?
2: Would it even have killed?
0: Like, no, I think the idea, he got it from the CIA, but the CIA clearly earlier was just like, that pill did nothing for you. Sorry. <laughs> this is our test pill. Yeah, we just wanted to make sure you'd kill yourself for us, because later in the movie, we're going to send you on a mission that you're not supposed to leave the field from. You have to kill yourself to leave. In order in order for you to leave the field, you got to kill yourself. So I walked out at the end. Did you? How did you feel about the, the it's ending? It's fucking stupid. And it's... Because they'd already used
2: that same idea earlier in the film, it's not surprising when Robert Pattinson is the dude who sacrifices himself to get the door open.
1: I didn't even catch that on the first watch because I was in, so, drive-in, drive-through theater, drive-in theater. <laughs> Uh, the car I was sitting in was too modern for this old-timey drive-in technology. So radio couldn't sync up with it? Apparently, if you have one of those push-button ignition cars, it will turn itself off yep. after about 20 minutes. Yes. So I just start setting a little like timer on my watch for like, okay, it's going to turn off in five, four, three. And when I figured this out, this is a pretty cool party trick because I could turn to the people in the car and be like, hey guys, watch this. And then they would see the counter tick down and when it would hit zero, the car would turn off. Whoa, how'd you know that? I've been here before. <laughs> I.
0: It turns out I got into a turnstile, <laughs> sat and watched my car from 40 feet away. You see that guy over there wearing the mask? That's me. I know that. <laughs> because uh, not only am I getting dead drops from the future somehow, but I'm. I also told myself this. I was on the phone with me.
1: Yeah. Also, the movie still doesn't make any sense backwards. How far? In they established that you have to,
2: in order to go backwards, you have to have been there. So how are they sending? Who's still like, is it just like, how far in the future is it? First of all, that these people are sending stuff. And how many like, it Ten would have styles. to be loops, right? Of people going further and further back who existed sooner and sooner. Yeah. In order for that to
0: work. And uh, That'd be a pretty fancy trick. Look up some sports scores, go back a week and make yourself a billionaire.
1: That was, uh, that was kind of the plot of Primer at first. I forgot if I talked about it uh, on this before, but early on when these two uh, engineers create this time machine in their garage, they use it to travel back in time to the previous day and knowing where the stock market is going to go on the following day, they just make bets based on that and make a bunch of money.
0: Okay, Cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah,
1: all they have to do is hang out in a box for twelve hours to travel back in time twelve hours. Pretty, pretty sweet life. Pretty I straightforward. Think. Yeah, I mean, you're arguably shortening your life by fifty yeah, percent by if- uh, living thirty six hours per day instead of twenty four. Yeah, you only do it a couple times until you're rich, and you don't do it. In exchange yeah, infinite right. money, and then you destroy the
2: time
0: machine.
1: Yeah,
2: Just don't tell anyone how it works. Yeah, and I fucking get rid of it.
0: Yep. So I I guess the technical plot of this movie is there's a, a physical algorithm that was designed by a scientist.
1: Also not how it works. It could invert
0: the entropy of objects. It's a formula that was created and put in physical form. So people couldn't pass it back and forth. Right.
1: Strangely, nobody in the movie asked how that works. Right? like So I could get another don't ask questions.
2: Yeah, none of the people who know about it uh, would understand it anyway. So I think they're just like, it's not the scientist who explains that. It's the fucking
0: arms dealer. Yeah, the lady boss. She's just like, I like to play on people's sexism. My husband doesn't know shit.
2: He's a fucking idiot. I sell the guns. But also, I don't just sell guns. I work. protect time
0: (laughs) i don't i don't know how those bullets got inverted officer (laughs) they just showed up that way (laughs) this fucking russian dude gets his hands on these pieces of the algorithm uh the the physical manifestation of this formula and then he passes it on to himself like, he's got to steal all the nine parts to put it together, which also doesn't make any sense. If you're concerned about this thing falling into the wrong hands, why the fuck wouldn't she just destroy it? The lady killed herself so nobody knew how it worked. But, but the pieces like, still exist. Yeah, like, why wouldn't she just, like, I don't know, fire a rocket with the pieces into it
1: onto the sun? Well, it's I don't like, think the good guys had any of them. It was just the Russian bad guy who's collecting them. I think he was getting messages from the future right, telling him where to find all the those pieces. The one that we
2: see in the movie before we see all of them together. Um, the Priya, the arms dealer, is like, well, we needed... The, I set you up to fail because he wouldn't get the other ones together until he had the last
0: one. But see, the problem here is the scientists from the future created all of this. right? Right. So instead of just... Throwing the pieces into the sun, she kills herself and just leaves it hanging out? Yeah, why –
2: first, why create it in the first place? If you, Why would you create something that could undo all of time and space? And once you did, even if by accident, and you went through the steps of I made this a physical object instead of digitally transferable data for protection, why – just get rid of one of them, just one of the items – goes into a volcano. Yeah. Something simple. You don't have to, we don't have to shoot into the sun. We don't have to like, f- find a way to make it go to the bottom of the ocean. There are a bunch of volcanoes you can just throw stuff into. Just
0: take, take all the pieces, Na- and if you're nature's dead set on garbage killing garbage
2: yourself, <laughs> volcanoes are nature's garbage disposal. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> comes out of them
0: except for uh, death. So it's not like it could benefit <laughs> you anyway. Like, they don't even try to explain that the pieces are indestructible. These are made from unobtainium. They They can't be destroyed. Random objects. The Russian, I guess that's really about it. He has the algorithm. He wants to kill the world because he's like some fucking weird narcissist or whatever. Yeah. At at one point, he's like, when he's explaining it at the end,
2: he's like, well, the future generations, like the world is fucked, which is like real life, we know. Um, Like the world is fucked. And so they're, they're now doing this so that nothing exists. So they don't have to go through that. That's, like, basically what the antagonist plot is. Is uh, the future sucks. We're going to use time travel to undo everything so that nothing ever happened. So we don't have to go through this. That's basically what the plan is. And um, they use him, presumably, because he has this death wish where he's like, oh, well, I'm dying and nothing can be done about it. None of my resources or power can save me. So, fuck it. Who cares? And they set him up as, like, this weird... they the whole reason we see like the weird shitty abuse scenes earlier like 40 minutes earlier is so that we can have th- this we can have the uh that he thinks in this if I can't have you
0: not- no one can but like for reality yeah and then also like the payoff is supposed to be she kills him i should say the payoff that sneer quotes for that ass i just it, she Do you think that was a good payoff, or do you feel like no? Because no one gives who gives a shit about
1: her, (laughs) right? Yeah, she didn't need Uh, to be in this movie at all.
0: The protagonist
1: had really no realistic reason to want to do anything for her. He just
2: suddenly cares about her after fucking. Yeah, there's like no reason for him to be attached to her or to give a shit because he actually. Does he kill anybody in this
0: movie? At the very end. Yeah. Uh, uh, at
1: the
2: very end,
0: he kills Priya and her bodyguard. Why does he
2: kill uh, Priya?
1: May- maybe some people in the opening scene. Does she know that she's gonna ki- that he's going to kill him? Is not it until like,
0: right before. Like the, It was some Oracle type shit?
2: Because no. he's like, hey, we're going to change the future. And she's like, no, we're not because I totally set you up. He's supposed to get it so we can get the other eight and so she's like he's like okay well i'll help you but you gotta promise that she and her son are gonna be okay she's like what what the fuck who cares uh why why does that matter and why would you believe me even if i said yes i was like you just got to do it and then of course she doesn't she's like i'm going to kill her she's a loose end she knows about uh time travel and she's just a person and we can't have that and then he's like yo, I knew you were going to do this shit. I told her to tell me if you pulled anything like this. And also, I'm Tenet. I'm the one who started it. It's like, what? What? That's how that movie is.
1: Yeah, he, he tells her <sighs> before going on his final mission, uh, if you ever see anything suspicious, just call my number and leave a voicemail.
0: Yeah, that's the point when I walked out. He's like, call this
2: number with the location and time.
1: Yeah, so then when Priya is about to go kill the other woman, whose name I forgot, Elizabeth Debicki, the actress's <laughs> name, She calls him, leaves a voicemail. He receives it in the future, so he travels back to when she would have gotten killed, and then kills the killers. And was like, he was like, she's like, "I was uh,
2: clearing up the loose ends. Like, I don't think that's your job. I don't think it was ever your job. I think my job is to do whatever."
1: Oh yeah, I I love his line where he says, "I wasn't working for you." Turns out, we were both working for me. And it's a bad (laughs) line.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> it was me, Austin. It was me the <laughs> whole time.
2: Um, Robert Pattinson's like, like, you know, we're friends. For for me, it's the end. For you, it's the
0: beginning. How long were they friends, though? For like, years, he like, says. It, Robert Pattinson looks pretty young, right? And John David Washington is also pretty young. So what, they built this incredible bond over like, Three, Three years? Two years? I like to think that uh, he's just like
2: some British street kid that he finds. <laughs> <just> like <laughs> Racism. <laughs> I, the oh, you time. know what? Oh, no, never mind. The k- kid's name is Max and his name is Neil. I was uh, like, what if it's their fucking son? Oh, <laughs> uh, But they, there are only seven names in this movie and they have different ones. <laughs> that I mean, would actually be a better movie. <laughs> it might it actually. He lets them survive, and because she knows about time travel and already trusts the protagonist, she lets him recruit her fucking son.
0: That would be... It
1: it happened off screen.
0: (laughs) He changes his name from Max to Neil, because I don't like my... It's a code name. Russian dad. My Russian dad was a piece of shit. This movie like hardly makes sense. At its best, like at its best, it just barely is clinging on to any semblance <laughs> of making sense. Like there is a story, and you can follow the
2: overall plot. It's just when things are happening on screen, sometimes they just don't make sense. Like the when uh, after the. Car sequence and before he gets inverted to live through the car sequence, where Denzel and I watched it today right before we recorded this. When he's getting like interrogated, it is very difficult to follow. Like it, it changes to the Russian dude's perspective, and we see it play out with him having him inverted, and like the speakers are like reversing his speech so we can understand what he's saying. But then. He like starts to get away, or he enters the scene on the our perspective forward side, and then it switches to his perspective, and we see him go through that whole sequence, and we're like, I don't understand what's happening or whose perspective we're following. Like which direction is time flowing for us, the viewer. It's not very clearly established, and it's very difficult to parse what's happening. And then just other shit starts happening, and it doesn't matter anymore. And it's very uh, bad. No, see, <laughs> that you can't follow they, what's supposed to be happening. They
1: have color hints for Doppler shifts. but with light. they shift? So red see, is forward, blue is backward. Except that's and, also not how it works. We see Doppler shift has nothing to do with time travel. But when
2: we were seeing it from the Russians' perspective. You don't see the color shift because we're only seeing one side.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that was supposed to be a thing.
2: Yeah, all of the viewing rooms, like all of, like, they established that as an idea in that sequence when, like, the other troops show up. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, this is a whatever the fo- whatever but stupid also, term it is. They're honestly, like, you see, if you don't see yourself come out, don't go in. Yeah. And it was like, well, we've seen inversions, like, we saw it in the, um, the airport the first time when they first established the concept of the inversion thing and we see like a couple of other times when that technology is used before it's set up that that's like how it works but then they like don't give a shit anymore until we get back to the airport
0: sequence that fucking sucks this movie doesn't make any fucking sense we get to see a a big boat uh sailing backwards for five days (laughs) fucking cool cool I can't. I. Okay, so what are we rating this movie?
1: It gets a a one and a half. The half star is like, yeah, some concepts are cool.
0: God, I'm
2: going one and a half. There's not enough interesting stuff visually to give it another whole star, but like, I expect the effort. Again, the performances are solid. Like, no one's giving a bad acting performance. It's just that uh, nothing makes any fucking sense.
1: I'd rather see Wonder Woman 1984 again. (laughs) That's a lie. I I actually wouldn't. This over the next five to 10 years, this will probably be like a guilty pleasure movie for me because I think I've seen it three times now trying to find some way to argue in favor of it. and I just cannot. It is bad.
0: There's no way to argue in favor of it at all. No. I'm looking at the other ratings. A couple people... One person wrote it, rated this. One of my friends rated it three stars. Another rated it four and a half stars. Man, Out they have five? a bad taste of in five. movies. Yeah. This dude, his review maybe, says... Maybe
1: he misunderstands, and it's like <laughs> five is the worst. Right?
0: Like His review says, okay, I think I'm 80% of the way towards understanding this movie. That This movie sucks. I mean... Yeah, it's like w- a weird movie because it's one of the worst big budget movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. Uh, so if you're interested in watching something that's f- absolutely terrible, uh, check it out. You'll probably watch it. I don't know. I don't, like you may not. Charles said what? You've tried watching it two or three times? And oh, yeah.
2: I only successfully watched it because I made it. The plan was to come here and watch it today before <laughs> this. Um, I made there was one attempt that we made trying to watch it in VR and my internet got in the way. And then, uh, one other attempt where I was like, I put it on with the intention of watching it. And I got maybe the same distance, like point into it that we got before the VR situation to work
1: out. And I was like, this fucking sucks. You know, that, yeah. that's a defense mechanism. It's your brain protecting <laughs> like, itself. <"No, laughs> better
2: shut down. Yeah. I got up to, I got up to the, uh, don't try to understand it. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> uh,
0: that's our review for Tenet. Uh, in the next segment, we'll be doing our no concessions picks for this week. Sorry, Nolan. No, don't apologize. Just try try harder next but time. He's been did taking advantage of
2: uh, movie logic for too long. And I finally <laughs> bit him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: titular segment no concessions where we make a case
1: for our favorite or least favorite movies so uh talking about renovations and stuff earlier had a had a bad weekend recently to uh not bore you with all the details because man i could tell you some stories about stuff i've been through now put in a big order for a bunch of gravel don't worry this is getting to movies gravel wasn't delivered i had to pick it up myself because he owns a house (laughs) yeah for real in san diego gravel wasn't delivered i had to drive to home depot to pick it up this many times five times these are uh, one ton bags of gravel that i had to pick up five times so did you say uh, one ton yes
0: jesus christ
1: yeah whoever who thought gravel was so heavy because i sure did <laughs> you mean a bunch of small rocks it's a strange world i live in now where i care about prices of wood And weight of gravel. I feel like I'm playing Settlers of Catan in real life. How the fuck
0: did you get it out of your truck? Did you just have to shovel it where you needed it? It's
1: going to reverse really fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you got to do it like Tenet. You got to get in the (laughs) turnstile. And your intention is to dump out the bag so it happens. That's how that movie works, right?
1: Bottom line is, by the end of the night, I needed something to relax to. So what do I turn on? But Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Cause I hadn't okay. seen it before. And I thought, you know what? Triple X is kind of cool. Maybe I'll just watch this movie. It requires no brain power whatsoever to understand. And that's the level of involvement I need right now because I'm collapsed on my couch, unable to lift my arms, man, what a bad movie. Immediately after I finish it, I turn on the original triple X, which is my pick this week, because if Tenet is the smartest dumb movie ever made, Triple X is absolutely the dumbest, smartest movie ever made. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Well, think about it this way. Someone brings a script to you and they say, look, Denzel, executive producer Denzel, we've got Vin Diesel starring as... A uh, extreme sports enthusiast secret agent for the NSA trying to stop a supervillain. What do you think? We got a scene dropping him onto a snow-covered mountain, snowboarding all the way down to the villain's secret lair to stop his fancy submarine that shoots missiles of virus into cities around the world. That is
2: the plot of (laughs) that. I'm remembering the plot of Triple X. That's...
1: They're in the same way that movies like that are made nowadays, where everything is CGI, there are almost a hundred percent practical effects shots in triple X. It's almost impressive how, how well they executed all this dumb bullshit. Vin Diesel stuck in a Colombian cartel compound has to escape as the military is gunning everybody down with helicopters jumps over this giant building that he was just held hostage in as it explodes behind him. I have you guys seen this movie before? It. It. And yeah. I never got around to seeing this.
2: I've also seen the second one that stars Ice Cube and has a weird sequence at the beginning where Xander Cage presumably like dies. Yeah, where his fucking in off. Tass. Real dumb <laughs> I didn't see Return of Xander Cage, but I did see the trailer where it starts with him uh, fucking skiing down a fucking radio antenna in a forest somewhere. I was like, that's a live-action cartoon. I'm definitely going to see it. And then I (laughs) didn't. (laughs) The first
1: one. Keep it that
2: way. Okay. I'll just keep that idea of it in my head and live off that forever. I really feel like I should have done with Tenet.
1: Yeah, there, there's a ton yeah. of concepts. Like the script itself, even though objectively it's ridiculous, they have all these clever callbacks that they reference to later on in the movie. Okay, so there's a scene where Vin Diesel meets his tech expert and he's showing off all of his gear and he shows him one of these sleeper darts where he says, Yeah, if you get hit with one of these things, you'll get knocked out for six hours. You'll wake up with a terrible headache. And throughout the movie, there's been a couple instances where Vin Diesel's been shot by these darts and the camera specifically like zooms in onto them to tell you, the viewer, this is important. Remember this. So you see those a couple times. Then his tech expert, like an hour later, is like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. You'll wake up and you won't know where you are. And Vin Diesel gives this absolutely flat delivery of, I was shot twice by those. And then the tech expert is like, uh moving on and then the movie just <laughs> <laughs> leaves it they never go back to it it's a perfectly delivered line <laughs> so this movie is amazing you should watch well, this we got to revisit triple x
0: yes <laughs> i yeah i dig that movie
1: smartest dumbest movie ever made hell yeah i'll stand by it
2: charles mine is a uh, bad no concessions it's a uh, the Tim Story Fantastic Four, um, that the first, I guess, second live-action Fantastic Four after the nineteen ninety-four Roger Corman film that was filmed just to keep the rights to, to the film, which is effectively what uh, all four Fantastic Four live-action films have been, have been uh, cheap cash grabs to keep the rights to the characters, Oof. and uh, th- that first one is. Dog shit. It's real bad in a way that even the Corman one is not. Um, I did not know before earlier this week that uh, Tim Story, the director, um, also is responsible for uh, the barbershop films. Wow. Same director. Okay. And those facts aren't related in any important way. They're just, they're just it's just true. But uh, that first Fantastic Four is fucking terrible. Um, Ian Graffoud as Mr. Fantastic doesn't know what he's doing or, like, what his character is supposed to be. Um, he's also a Swedish actor who, had, at that point, had been in very few English-language films. And um, it kind of – I didn't know that the first couple times I watched it. But it kind of comes through in his performance where, he's like, some of his line deliveries are just, like – weird and bad. Like, like oh, well, like, that dude doesn't speak English regularly.
1: Y- you can tell they just, like, taught him how to say his lines yeah, phonetically. Like of, yeah, he's,
2: some of these, these line readings are straight-up phonetic line readings, and uh, Jessica Alba is weird, very weird casting decision, Who's, and she's, like, in, like, whiteface basically, like, she, I forgot, I always forget how pale they make her. She's, like, she's has a Blonde, I think they dye her hair blonde, but they did reshoots, so sometimes it's a wig, and it looks bad, and she's got blue contacts in, and her skin is very light. Um, As opposed to Jessica Alba's natural skin tone as a Latin American woman. (laughs) It's just like, and they like, there are two separate sequences where she turns invisible, but her clothes don't, and so she has to take her clothes off in the street to go somewhere else. Two sh- two scenes. God, uh, Chris Evans is fun though. Michael Chiklis is there's nothing to write home about. He's he's just there. His seat looks like shit, but Chris Evans is having fun. I think that's all that matters. But um, yeah, the movie's dog shit. Uh, Doctor Doom doesn't make any fucking sense because uh, superhero movie filmmakers are cowards and won't have a magic genius who's the dictator of a country as their villain. Just let dr doom's cool and fun just
0: let it rip fuck yeah, it just
2: have them just comic books are weird why are you trying to make a movie about shit that's weird and not let them be weird i don't know
0: uh that first one's dog shit the second one's dog shit too but i'll talk about that on a different one. <laughs> hell yeah so my no concessions pick this week is uh negative one and in keeping with the time travel theme my movie this week is the tomorrow war <laughs> starring chris <laughs> evans and sam rudgers chris, 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 chris pratt excuse me chris pratt
1: chris evans wouldn't have saved the movie though uh, no he wouldn't
0: have this movie is total dog shit it's really weird i was talking to somebody about this the other day and like in order to save the future they have to have this information from the past. Hold on. How does this work? I'm sorry. I completely try to force it out of my mind because of how bad it is. But it's basically like. Uh,
1: it like a self-sustaining idea that doesn't like come from anywhere. Yeah.
0: I think it's like. It's called the bootstrap yeah, paradox, bootstrap ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You pull yourself up
1: by your bootstraps. Hold yeah, on. Is you, that the par- paradox? Well, your, your future self comes to you and gives you like a rubber ball. And then says, hey, uh, also, here's how to use time travel, travel back to yourself at this point. So then you time travel back to meet the version of you who just met your future self. You give them the rubber ball and then repeat that process. But where the rubber ball come from? It just kind of exists in a self-contained you to yourself and you only wow. have it to
0: give to yourself because you were already given. To. Why the fuck is it called the bootstrap paradox and not the rubber ball paradox?
1: Well, I just made up that specific item. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Better example is you give ten- yourself a set of boots. No, no, no. So you're <laughs> you pull yourself up by <laughs> yeah. the straps. You give. Okay. You have a pair of magical time traveling boots. You travel back to visit yourself 10 years in the past and give yourself the boots then, 10 years in the future, you travel back 10 years into the past to pass those boots along, because he wouldn't have been able to time travel otherwise. But where did the boots come from? Yeah, yeah Fusherama okay.
2: does that same shit as a joke. In uh, one of the latter season or one of the movies after Netflix picked it up or whatever, or Adult Swim, whichever one, whoever
0: bought it, I think it was Adult Swim. Yeah. Anyway, the, I can't even remember what the whole point was initially that I was trying to make, but there are points in this movie and this is like the kind of shit that I hate about like alien war movie stuff. Like, okay, cool. So these guns don't impact them in the same way that we're used to. Right. But the way that it's explained in the movie, it's like guns don't work on them. And then like five minutes later we see guns working on them. And then
1: like, I saw someone make that same point, but, when everybody was going through basic training, they were told your targets are weak in the abdomen and neck. And then that woman like shoots a target. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the one clever thing the movie had going for it. Bare minimum.
0: Okay. That's chill. But like you have to think about, all the weapons at, like, even a police department's disposal. Like, there are microwave guns that you could use to, like, superheat these things and just make them melt from the inside. You have, like, the sound shit that they use on protesters. You've got, like, all types of kinds of gases that I'm sure would be impactful against these things. It's not as if, like... suddenly like none of these other weapons work and then we only have guns we have a myriad of things that would
1: work on these things. and they're from the future too the war doesn't start until 2048 if i remember right yeah so where do you think weapons systems are going to be 27 yeah, years it's from all now? all we spend our money on so we would definitely have so many is- weapons
0: Yeah, like, and in order to stop the future, they have to, like, go to the alien ship that
1: landed. But, like, the thing is... Ripping off Alien, a much more superior movie there.
0: Yes. Uh, If I recall correctly, they knew where the alien ship was the whole time. And, like, they basically took a trip to the future for no reason and got a bunch of people killed for no reason. Wait, so people go from the past to warn them about this?
2: And then so people go. from
0: the future stop uh, the most American game of them all, football. Hop out onto the football <laughs> field and say, "Patriots, we need it, you it, for the future." It's international football. Is it international? It's soccer. It's oh, it's soccer. So it was soccer? Because
1: the World Cup is next year, which is when oh, they come visit. Whoa, they're so okay. smart. So they're commies, uh, <laughs> the commies from the future who like fucking soccer. Yeah, that's right. And that's how they conscript everybody in the world into the <laughs> army.
0: Yeah, because we all know that Americans care about hot soccer in two instances, the World Cup and sometimes the Euro Cup, as I learned this weekend. Anyway, uh, the conceit is, like, they have this information of where this alien nest is, and in order to, like, stop the aliens, you have to go to the nest and kill them. But, like, instead of going from the future, where they have the information of where the nest is located and where these things came from, and just delivering that information, they, for some reason, Chris Pratt has to get it and bring it back, and, like, it's this whole convoluted thing where it's just, like...
2: starting in 2051, they go... Back to
0: 2022 and then forward to 2048, maybe
1: to like fight little wars, little battles, and shit. Well, they they established they can't choose any point to travel to. When they say we're going to travel back like 30 years or something, they've got two uh, consecutive like time periods they can jump between. So, like, an hour passing in 2022 is the same as an hour passing in 2048. So that's why they can't travel back to like five years into the future and kill the aliens. When they first show up, they're stuck just to those two fixed points. That's stupid. Yeah.
0: It's super dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Well, okay.
1: So in the opening scene of the movie, you've got Chris Pratt falling from two kilometers in the air into a pool. I did the math. Okay. (laughs) He was falling for 14 seconds. Holy and that works shit. out to two o- over a mile in the air. That's, if you fall into a pool from that, yeah. you're not going to look slightly disoriented. That's you're more than be enough dead. time to
2: reach terminal velocity. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going as fast as you physically possibly can in Earth's atmosphere. You're, and hitting water is like hitting concrete when you're going.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I love 20 the, miles per hour. I love the, like the part two. Definitely. They've got some people falling on like the side of the pool. And you see a guy just like holding his leg and it's broken I'm like uh I don't think that guy would be there anymore. Yeah, he's uh
2: <laughs> a, a puddle.
0: <laughs> and some of his clothes maybe survived. It's it's really fucking crazy because this movie like just that part alone where it's just like oh we fucked up on the projection for this this time travel and got a bunch of people killed accidentally just like dropping them over a like a hotel with a roof pool, and then oh no, some of these people landed on the street, five hundred feet below two kilometers. Wherever we dropped them, and it's it's like a kind of a fuck up that happens like when you're just learning how to use the technology. But like, how does it happen if you've been using it and doing these deployments year over year for a while? Like, how the fuck does that happen? And also, if no one's like, writing anything down. <laughs> <laughs> they just press the
1: button at hope for the best That's a, so yeah, it's th- just this like is what happens when you don't comment your code
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the relationship with his future daughter and himself is so stupid like who fuck why the fuck does it matter if you're like I need to save my family it's like hold on well okay like look I get you saying like you want to save your daughter to make sure that she's alive in the future but I'm sorry, it just doesn't make any sense to me that your sole motivation for doing any of this is just your daughter. Like You don't want to be alive too? Your wife doesn't matter? Like, you, like What's going on? What's you, only, like- you can only give a shit about one person at a time if you're dying of something. And that is a non-inclusive number, so you don't count either. <laughs> and they like try to do comedy with Sam Richardson, which doesn't work. It just doesn't work. The movie is just bad.
1: Maybe check it out it's worth watching because it's the good kind of bad just barely
0: (laughs)
2: well if it feels like uh,
0: how tenet felt i'm gonna be mad at both of you (laughs) no it's not that bad it's not thankfully uh anyway thanks for listening um we remembered how to do this kind of kind of (laughs) we'll see you next time Bye, Bye. bye